Thank you, Lord. Lord, we thank you that you said, Jesus, you promised us where two or more gathered in your name. And Lord, you'd be right here in our midst. And so, Lord, we welcome you. We celebrate you. We say you have the highest place. And we thank you right now for speaking to our hearts. Lord, I thank you that the words of my mouth, the meditation of my heart would be pleasing in your sight. And that, Lord, your people would be blessed tonight. Our hearts would be encouraged as we connect with you. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Thank you, Lord. Well, I'm excited again to be back here tonight. We are um, we're going to continue on with our sacred things. There are things in our lives that we hold very near and dear to us. Um, you really don't know how near and dear when you start throwing things out. Um, you start realizing when you move or when you're trying to clean something out, you're going to say, hey, I'm going to get rid of that, whether it's a closet, whether it's a shed, whether it's a house. You start cleaning things out. You start going and you're like, I'm going to get a pile and this is going to go and this is going to stay. And all the stuff that's going to go, it gets real small with the pile that's going to that's going to stay. It keeps getting big. You're like, I thought I was going to get rid of some stuff and it don't seem to ever go. You're like, oh, we're at, I think this is growing even more. And so you'll look at it and say, oh, I can't get rid of that. Oh, no, I can't get rid of that. No, this is, this is too near and dear to my heart. Well, it's the same thing with God. There are things that are near and dear to our heart. Now, I know that there are different things that are passed on from generation to generation. There's heirlooms, there's trinkets, there's things that are given, not only physical things, there are spiritual things as well. But there are things that God holds very near and dear to his heart. And that's what we've been looking at. Jesus, um, you know, it, 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 he was always heaven-minded. His, his heart, his mind, his spirit, they're always connecting with the Father. There was never a time where he's trying to do his own thing. He's just, Lord, I want, Father, I want to do your will here on this earth and do it well. And that's what Paul picks up on in Colossians chapter 2. One of our verses we're looking at, it says, see to it. In Colossians 2 verse 8, see to it that no one takes you captive through hollow and deceptive philosophy. In other words, the traditions of this world, which would depends on human tradition and the elemental spiritual forces of this world, just natural things that occur rather than on, on Christ, where the whole thing, the solid rock, the cornerstone. And then in, in uh, Colossians 3, a little later in that letter to the church, uh, he says, since you were raised from the dead with Christ, aim at what is in heaven. In other words, my gaze, my aim, my desire is not simply to accomplish things here, but to keep my eyes focused that way that will make me effective here. Um, and it says where Christ is sitting at the right hand of God. It says, think only about things in heaven. The things that are in heaven, not the things on the earth. It says your old sinful self, your old, you old, your old sinful self, that little, <laughs> your sinful self has died and your new life is kept with Christ in God. And so when you think about it, um, as I shared this morning, a lot of times there are people that think you got to be careful. You don't want to be too heavenly minded that you're no earthly good. And I don't think any of us have to worry about that one. That is not our biggest issue. If anything, it's the other way around. We're too earthly minded to be any heavenly good. And I want to tell you that God wants our attention, our hearts, our minds, our thoughts to continually go towards him because that's when he's going to speak to us. And so in Colossians, um, when he says that, we need to make sure that 
That every, every day, Lord, we're connected. Our minds, we allow our hearts to go far beyond what our natural mind sees. And we're continually seeking Him with everything within us. And one of the things that we looked at and we're going to continue tonight is something that God holds very sacred is prayer. Uh, and tonight we're going to look at the power of prayer. Because it's something that the church, there are many, many, many different thoughts and teachings on prayer. And, and they're great. And um, I just want to say to you, the key thing about prayer is learning how to pray. And prayer is simply just talking. It's a conversation with God. We converse with the Almighty. And um, I believe it's in, it's in James chapter 5, verse 16, 17, and 18. It says this. Therefore, it says, confess your sins to one another and pray for each other. Pray for one another. Now, the first part... Um, many times we think that if you ever raised or went to a Catholic church, many times you'd go in this little box and you, you'd, you'd go in there and close the door behind you. And then there'd be this guy behind this little window and they'd slide the door open and you would, you would confess. And so you would say, and of course he knew who you were and you knew who he was, but it was somehow it was like, okay, we can't see each other. Don't, we'll do it without looking at each other, but He's saying, it's almost like, I can't confess that to you. But it, it's, it's one of the things that I encourage, and we're trying to uh, build a culture here where you can find somebody that you can share what you got going on in your life. That you don't have to go through the stuff alone. How many of you have ever had stuff that's happened to you? Either somebody said something or done something that was so painful, it was so real, that you felt like, I can't tell anybody that. There's no way... And I want to tell you, that's a lie from the pit of hell. Satan always likes to operate in secret. And so he wants to keep things hidden. And as long as he can keep it hidden in you, all of a sudden what it does is it keeps you locked down. I like to put it this way. We're really only as sick as our secrets. And until we can get it out and find somebody, we can say, hey. And now I'm going to go ahead and tell you, that's not something you go just tell everybody what you got going on. That's where God gives you wisdom. Please don't do that. But you do need to find somebody, find a friend that you can confide in and say, look, I just got this going on in my life. It's one of the most humbling things and one of the most powerful things that will happen. Matter of fact, it says this, when you confess your sins to someone and pray for one another, one, this is what it says, that you may be healed. I believe there's a lot of sickness that happens because of the secrets that are hiding in us that causes us to be sick. And when we bring that out, no matter what it is, it, it brings freedom and it brings liberty. And God begins to, to break that and break a stronghold in us. This is the prayer of a righteous man has great power as it is working. Now, I love the, the person it uses here in this. Um, <clears throat> James begins to use one of our heroes in the faith. Elijah was a man with, our, with a nature like ours. He was just a man like you and I, and it says, and he prayed fervently that it might not rain, and look what happened. And for three years and six months, it did not rain on the earth. Then he prayed again, and heaven gave rain, and the earth bore its fruits. Think about this. When we talk about powerful prayer and the power of prayer, um, I haven't quite reached that one yet. Where we can say, hey, 
It's not going to rain. Look, you better straighten up or it ain't going to rain for three years. It ain't going to rain till I say it rain. And Elijah was one that said, I'm just going to trust God. That, that's when we talk about, we, when you talk about operate in, in power, I think part of it is we've got to be careful we don't take prayer for granted. I think that's one of the things that happens, and, and I think it's, we, we got to be careful of that. Because we have this freedom and we have this openness with God, um, you'll hear anything from, hey, Daddy, hey, God, hey, Father, almost as if it's just like a flipping, hey, how you doing, buddy, old pal, old friend, old, instead of a reverence like, God, wow, you are so incredible that the king of the universe, the creator of all creation, um, we get an audience with him. And I know if you're like me, I was raised, I, I was taught, a, I was taught a few prayers and we would just operate on those that we taught. And anybody ever say the same prayer over and over at your table when you share a meal? And when you're, we say the same thing. Like it's got this, it, it works for this. It works for my food. Anybody ever pray, Lord, take all the bad stuff out. Keep all the good stuff in. <laughs> Somehow make it healthy. <laughs> like, Lord, make this french fries and hamburgers. Make it healthy, Lord. Make this barbecue. It's just beautiful. It's, um... Many times what we do is we just operate in what we know. And I believe that God wants to release a lot more than what we've been experiencing in our prayers. What I, I believe one thing that happens most is we have to lock into who he is, not in who we are. That it's he's the one that heals, not me. And so when we pray, we don't pray in my name. We don't pray in your name. We pray in his name. He gave us the name above every name. And so I believe there are four keys to the power of prayer. There's four. Of the, there's a lot more. Let me just say that to you. Anytime I teach, there's no exhaustive thing. We don't have it all. It's, it continually goes on and on. But there are four things that I pointed out tonight that I want us to look at when we're talking about um, having um, our prayers answered and, and having them in a greater measure and in a greater way. I said, the first thing is, I believe we need to understand is this, that God does hear us. That every time you pray, God listens. Like he is attentive. Anybody ever been in a conversation with somebody and they're kind of half listening? I'm not talking to all the husbands in here where there might be some, <laughs> some limited, you know, it's kind of just, we'll call it distracted listening. Like, hey, my daughter, she was always classic. When, when we were talking, she'd want to come and get my face. She'd hold my cheek and say, Daddy, I want to see your eyeballs. <laughs> she said, I want to see, I want to see your eyeballs. Like, I got to get my eyes focused so she knows, okay, you're, I'm here, you're hearing me. And so, I believe this, God, He wants, He wants, He wants to see our eyeballs. He wants to look and say, Hey, I, I want to just, I want to see your face. I'm seeking your face. I want to hear it. I, I want to see you. And in Psalms 4, 3, it says this. Psalms 4, 3, but know that the Lord has set apart the godly for himself and the Lord hears when I call him. Let me say it another way. God hears whenever I call him. God hears every time I call him. There's never a time where God's distracted or he's off. He's not a distracted listener. He's very attentive to our cry and to us. All the mamas in here, let me, let me ask you something. When you, when your children were running around and you would hear, you'd hear a scream and there might be 20 children there, but you'd hear, whoop, yep, I know that one. <laughs> I know that cry. 
I know that one. It could be a niece, a nephew. It could be, you know, the cry of your own. I've even developed to learn how will my grandchildren. I know when it's one. Oh, oh, oh. Yep, that's Benji. I better go check it. Oh, no, that's Oliver. Nope, there's Noah. I can, you can distinguish that thing. Well, let me say, you're all God's, we're all God's favorite. When we cry, he hears this. He knows, oh, yep, there's Mark. Yep, oh, oh, yep, that's him. He knows when we cry. He knows the thing. Psalms 5.3 says it this way. Oh, Lord, in the morning, you hear my voice. Now, there's a prerequisite to that that's not listed in there. He only hears it if you use it. (laughs) In the morning, he won't hear your voice unless you reach out to him with it. So this is where... It's just an understood thing. I'm going to cry out to him. And in the morning, you're going to hear my voice. And in the morning, I prepare a sacrifice for you and watch. And I, really what it is, I plan to hear. I plan to experience your power and presence. And this morning, I was sharing that there are, you do need to have a time, a place, and, and, and a plan when you go to the Lord in prayer. It's important to have that set aside. So, in essence, when I call... This is the, the, the gist that when I call, God hears. There's never a time he, there's not one thing he, that misses his gaze. There's not one thing that misses his ears. He's not hard of hearing. He actually is very attentive. The second key is this. It's not only he hears when I, when I pray, but he also, he acts. God acts when I, when I pray. And this is where we got to understand that he is always engaged. He's not listening going, mm-hmm, 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 He is attentive, looking, going, mm-hmm, yeah, yeah, I, I want to operate with you. I'm not doing it. I, hey, I love it when my children pray, and I'm actively involved in what's going on. Daniel found out that... He, at the moment he started praying, Michael the Archangel said, the moment you set your heart, I was in action, but I had to go through some stuff. I had to go through the Prince of Persia. I had to go through some spiritual battles, but I was already active many times because of the microwave society in which we live. If it doesn't happen right then on the spot, we sometimes think God's distant or God's away. And I promise you, he is acting on our behalf all of the time. And that's what it says in... Um, in uh, Matthew 21, 21 and 22, I'm sorry, no, it's Matthew 21, I forgot to put, I put the wrong one right there, that was my reference, I just didn't change, but it's Matthew 21 and 20, 21, 21 and 22, and Jesus answered them, Jesus didn't answer them in song, no, that's right, Amy, you can leave it up there, it's my bad, you're good, thank you, so Matthew 21, 21 and 22, it says this, Jesus answered them, truly, uh, truly, I say to you, if you have faith and do not doubt, do not doubt. What do we have faith in? Not my ability to pray, but God's ability to answer. It's not in my ability to not my 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 lavish prayer. It's not in how how, you know, intricate and detailed. It's not how elaborate I pray. It's in God's ability to act. So I trust in what he says and what he does. Not in my own ability. You will not only do what you uh, what uh, has been done to the fig tree when Jesus said, don't bear anymore. But even you shall say to the mountain, but even if you say to the mountain, be taken up and cast in the, and thrown in the sea, it will happen. And look what it says. Whatever you ask in prayer, 
you will receive if you have faith. So, let me ask you, what have you been praying for? <laughs> what is it that you keep crying out before? Because I want to I challenge you that you need to continue. You need to keep asking, Lord, I trust you. If you were to have, I asked this this morning, if you had, if everything in your life, if you only had what it is you prayed for, what would you end up with? Like, like today, when this day started and you started asking God or you started praying and connecting and communicating with God and just for today, if you had just what you had asked him for today, what would you have? You go, oh, well, let's see here. Would I have food to eat? Would I have my, my, the, the peace of God ruling and reigning in my heart? Would I have a sound mind? Would my spirit be alive? Would it be alert? Would, would the strength and the power of Jesus be surging through my veins? Would his anointing being resting on my life? What would you have if you just simply got what you prayed for just today? I believe I, I have a many things for, because of people, other people praying, not just what I'm praying. But so he says to us, that we have to, to stand on what he, what he says and who he is. And so we understand that when we pray, when I ask, when I ask, God acts. When I ask, God acts. He's moving on your behalf. You need to know that. Thank you, Lord. The next thing that God first, okay, he, he hears us. He acts, but he also, God strengthens us. How many have ever felt like, man, I'm too weak to pray, or there's things that have been so heavy on your heart, and things that have happened in your life, that it literally takes the breath away. It, it, it sucks the, your breath right out of you. You get hit so hard by something, and you feel like, I, I can't even really. It, 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 it rocks our world to the core of our being, and even in those times, God is right there, even in our affliction. It's what it says in Psalms 10, 17 and 18. It says, O Lord, you hear the desire of the afflicted. You will strengthen their heart. You will incline your ear, not our ear, your ear, to do justice to the fatherless and the oppressed, so that the man who is, is of the earth may strike terror no more. In other words, God over, he supersedes anything or anybody that tries to come at us. His strength is made perfect in our weakness. That's what Paul found out. Paul thought we always think because of the culture in which we live, it's a dominant culture and we like, we've got to, we can't show any weakness. Everything is strength and power and, you know, it, it, it shows up in sports where you try to measure people up and they're like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, you know, and you're kind of psyched. And the truth is, all of us, there are places inside of every one of us where we have weaknesses and we're like, God, you see these, Lord, you, you hear, you incline your ear towards me and I'm going to continue to cry out to you. And so it's important, prayer is the thing that connects me to the infinite strength of God. It, there's no limit to his power. He's not in there just barely going, well, I, I love it this way. I, I was reading, and, and this, is what, this, this is one of the things that uh, a person wrote. Um, God, it, this is the power of God. To God, um, God makes a supernova look like a nightlight. 
And you talk about causing, causing stars to explode. It's like, oh, look, here's my little nightlight twinkling in the stars. Um, you think of the power he has. That's the power you're connecting to. That's the power that I'm connected to. It's a divine invitation to experience life-altering power of God. That's what we lock into. And this is where we've got to be careful that every time we pray, that's what we're accessing. That's what we're locking into. We're not just saying a nice little prayer. Well, Jesus, help. It's like, Father, thank you. You listen. He loves it when his people pray. And he gets, he, he operates in the sound, at the sound of our voice. There was a, um, um, what a friend we have in Jesus. Y'all remember that hymn? And it, a part of that is, oh, what peace we often forfeit. Oh, what needless pain we bear. All because we do not carry everything to be in prayer. <laughs> it's the truth. Think of how many things that you and I, we suffer through. Think of the last time you lost something and you went everywhere you could and you just were racking your brain and I got it, I got, I, I, and you're just, oh, and you get despair and inside you're just a mess. And instead of just stopping and saying, Lord, I don't know where it's at, but you definitely do. And thank you for directing my steps or somebody else's to help me find that. It's a matter of where he will strengthen us even when we seem like we've, we lost it. And then finally, our fourth thing is this, real simply. So not only does he hear us, not only does he act when we pray, not only does he strengthen us when we pray, but also God blesses us when we pray. God loves to bless. Sometimes we get the mentality that somehow we got to beg him to bless us. And I want to tell you, that could never be further from the truth. Matthew 7, uh, 7 through 11. It's also found in the Gospel of Luke. Um, Jesus is teaching his disciples about asking. He says, ask and it will be given to you. And that's it. There's an acronym is actually, the acronym is ask. A, A is ask. Ask and it will be given to you. Seek, S, seek. You will find. Knock, and it will be open to you. Now, there are three separate actions that are involved in there. Asking has to do with me verbalizing. I got to verbally open my mouth. It's like we said in Romans 10, 9, and 10. To be saved, it's not enough to just simply believe. Even the demons believe in Jesus, but they're not going to be saved. It's a matter of confession. I, I did a wedding yesterday, and the, the bride and the groom didn't sit there, and I didn't. They sit there and like... They're just loving each other, and they're all cute, 23 and 21. And they just, just loving each other. They're just all beaming ear to ear, all the love glitter not. And they didn't sit there. I said, okay, now, here's what I want you to do. You're going to make your confession to the Lord, and you're going to make your vow to the Lord and to each other. And so they verbalize with their mouth. I take you to be my husband, to have and to hold. And, and went through the whole thing. They're like, I'm committed. I'm in. I do. Okay. The same thing with the Lord. When we ask, we got to verbalize. We believe with our heart, but we confess with our mouth. And so it's through that that we connect with God. And so it's important when with, with our words, with our mouth, we ask. We, we cry out to the Lord. That's a powerful one. You know, we, we've got to make sure he's here. And seeking has to do with my 
mind and my heart that I'm going after. I'm, I'm engaging not just this, but my mind and my spirit. I'm seeking after it. I'm going. There, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ponder the things of God. I'm going to go after them. I'm not just going to take it for, for what it is. Lord, I want to seek your word. I want to know you. I want to know how you operate. I want to hear you. And so seeking has me going after it mentally, spiritually. And then finally knocking. That's a physical action. So I'm going to use my mouth, I'm going to use my mind, but I'm also going to use my energy. And I'm going to go after God, knock, and it will be open to you. And it says, everyone who asks, receives. Everyone who seeks, finds. And everyone, and the one who knocks, it will be open to you. It's going to happen. And so, for us, we want to make sure we're keeping those three things that we don't take for granted what we're doing. we got to stay engaged with what God's saying and what God's doing and encourage, stay inside. Say, Lord, thank you. You are able to do far above everything, anything I could ask or even think. When you're connecting with that kind of power, hold it. You mean I can think it and I can ask it? I'm going to tell you, I've been praying some big prayers here lately. I, much bigger than I've ever done in my whole life. Y'all don't, y'all don't even know. My prayer life has, ex- it was already good. Don't get me wrong. I, I had a great one, but man, it is, it has grown exponentially in time, in energy, in, in joy. My time with the Lord, it's never, oh, it's, oh boy. <laughs> Lord, you got some wonderful things in store. I, I don't stress and worry. Lord, you are just that good. You got some stuff you need to do here, don't you? You're going to do it. You're going to provide for your own. And so I, I've been asking a whole lot. And I'm going to tell you, y'all better get ready. Because I'm asking him to bless you. <laughs> Anything that's going to get done in the church, he's going to do it through his people. He's going to do it through you. And so y'all get ready. It's going to happen. It's, it's a good thing. But he goes on to say this. If you then... If you then are evil, and all of us have made mistakes, all of us are fallen. Or no, excuse me, 9 and 10, I'm sorry, let me go through that one. It says, let's go back there. And he goes on and he's saying, God doesn't play tricks on people, basically. One of you, it said, or which one of you, if his son asked him for bread, would give him a stone? I mean, nobody would do that. Think about, he's, he's kind of having fun here, like, come on, really? Come on, guys, who would do that? Hey, daddy, daddy, could you give me some bread? Watch, here's, here's a rock, I'm going to break your teeth. <laughs> no, he would never do that. And he said the same thing. Or if he asked for a fish, would he give him a serpent? Think about what God, what Jesus is saying. There's no way that I would ever do that. No daddy would do that. That's not what they would do. And he said, if you, then he goes on to say, if you being then are evil know how to give good gifts to your children... Everybody say, how much more? How much more? And I want to tell you, I want to tell you, my nature is to give, and boy, I love to give. This It lights me, that's my world, I love to give. I, it, it lights my world up, and, and for my children, you could ask, man, they, they were blessed. I was never sitting there going, oh, I'm like, okay, let's see, how can we do, I want to, I want to, to bless 
And I think of that and I think, God, you are so much far beyond what I could even begin to think of. And it says, how much more will your Father who's in heaven give good things to those who ask him? Is there anything within you that thinks somehow you've got to work or earn what God gives you? Or have you come to the place that there's no way on your best day you're going to be good enough to get it from God that he wants to bless us? He blesses us with His presence. He blesses us with His Holy Spirit. You know, there's been a teaching uh, that thinks, hold it, I've got to get this all cleaned up and then God will bless me. Like somehow I've got to get my life all straight and then when I get my life all straight, then God will pour His Spirit in and I'm going to go ahead and tell you, it's false. It'll never happen. If I have to get myself clean and straight, I'll never be good enough. We have to simply, Lord... You've got to come in and do the work. Matter of fact, in Luke 11, that's what that one said. In Luke 11 is where he says, how much more will you give the Holy Spirit to those that act? Not just good things. But this is what you need to understand. God is eager. Say that with me. God is eager to bless me. He wants to. You ain't got to beg him to. He likes to. He wants to. You go, what? That might ruin your theology. Some of y'all was like, no, i got to work some more. I was like, no, you don't. What you have to do is receive some more. And you have to lock in and trust some more. That God loves to do this. He's eager to bless you and he's eager to bless me. He wants that for, you, for us. He wants his children blessed. You know why? So we can just go around blessed? No, so we can then in turn be a blessing to somebody else. We're the ones that he's going to display his goodness through us, through you and me. People are going to know God's real by you and I. And it's not because of how much stuff, when I, when I say bless me, it's not simply material wealth. How many know sometimes when you're sick, money doesn't help a bit. I just want this pain to go away. How many know when your heart's broken, money don't mean a thing. Lord, I just, I just need it to stop hurting. I just need it. I need, when you're, when you're, uh, when you're in, in fear and, and you got a lot of things coming at you, how many worry and, and things? Man, I just need the peace of Jesus. Money ain't going to do that. I just need your peace, Lord. I need your joy. That's what I'm talking about when he blesses. He gives us with that, not simply material things. And I've said it before and I'll say it again. I read this a while back. Some people are so poor, all they have is their money. Um, <laughs> like, that's all I got? That's all? God wants to give us so much more, and he's eager to bless us. Would you bow your heads and let's pray tonight? That's all I wanted to share with you and encourage you from the word of God tonight. Four simple things. And as you're sitting there with your eyes closed, has there ever been a time when you felt like God wasn't listening somehow? That he wouldn't listen to you? And many times, if that's the case, many times you're just locking into who you are instead of who he is. You're thinking about what you've done instead of what he's done. And I want to promise you, you can always find a reason why God shouldn't do something for you. But God will always find a reason, and his name's Jesus, why he should and what he will do. So we don't walk in fear, we walk in faith. So if you ever struggle with God listening, God loves to hear his children. Have you ever thought, well, God, you're not really going to operate on my behalf? I'm not special like other people. And I want to challenge you. That is a lie from the pit of hell. 
that God loves to move on your behalf. All of heaven is operating on your behalf. He will move heaven and earth simply for you because He loves you that much. He'll make the, he'll make the sun stand still. He's done it before. He'll make finances grow. He'll make peace grow. He'll make joy grow. He'll give love when you don't deserve it. He'll give you forgiveness when you don't deserve it. He acts on our behalf. Thank you, Lord. Strength. You ever feel like you couldn't take another breath? You couldn't go on any longer? Spiritually, emotionally, you felt drained? God loves to bring strength to the weary. He loves to bring strength. Matter of fact, if you look in the Old Testament and you look at many battles, it was always I got to whittle them down. I got to have less. I can't do I can't do what I need to with too many people. I want to do it with less people so you'll know I'm doing it. Thank you, Lord Jesus. And then finally, God loves to give to you. He loves to bless. You're his child. He has given the greatest gift in his son, Jesus. He will withhold nothing from you and withhold nothing from me. And I just want to ask you tonight, as we close in this thing of prayer, looking at this thing of of the power of prayer, the the power is understanding. He hears, he acts. He loves to do those things. He strengthens and he blesses. Is there one of those that you've battled with? This would be a great time to release that to the Lord tonight. You battled with the fact that maybe you don't think He hears. He hears every word. He hears every cry. He hears every petition. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Lord, thank you for doing a work in our hearts and lives here tonight. Lord, that we can... Get back to the place where our that they are power and effective. Right, the, the prayers of a righteous man are powerful and effective, and they they avail much. They do great work for your kingdom. Thank you for these your servants and those who will listen later, either by CD or podcast. Lord, I thank you for strengthening hearts here tonight. Lord, that there'd be a, a new found fervor to be able to cry to you, to to spend time with you. To, to have conversations, to listen and hear your heart and what you're wanting to do in our lives and through our lives. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Father. Mm. Take just a moment. Take a moment and remember who God is and who you are. Thank you, Lord. I, I just want to do this before we go. I'm going to ask that we can... I want us to gather up and pray here tonight down front. I want us to circle up. Father, I do thank you. I thank you for these, your servants, Lord. I thank you each one are created in your image and in your likeness. Lord, your word says that before one day ever came into existence, Lord, you had written all the days for us in your book. And so, Lord, I thank you that tonight, Lord, we get to agree with you in all of heaven And that, Lord, you get to to have your way and your will in and through our lives. And, Lord, I thank you that there is nothing too difficult for you. That, Lord, you spoke worlds into existence. Whatever it is that we have going on in our lives, Lord, 
you're perfectly capable, not only capable, but willing and able to change our situation, to change our circumstances. So, Lord, I thank you that as we break up here tonight in groups, Lord, I thank you your power is right here with us. I thank you, Lord, for the power of agreement. Lord, you said if two agree is touching anything, that, Lord, you would do it for us. And so, Lord, as we, as we split up in these groups, Lord, I thank you for faith operating, being released here, and lives being transformed tonight. It's in your precious name I pray, Jesus. Amen.